Welcome to Trashy Trashy, where we take a dumpster dive on this week's garbage people and a look at all the trashiest news stories. My name is Erica, and I'm your host. My name is Cassandra, and I'm your other host. Hey, I got a bone to pick with you. Okay. Why didn't you and anyone else I know tell me that I don't look good with long hair? I had long hair for a long time, and you didn't tell me anything about it. I I think you look beautiful always. Oh but my I God, do, that's what they all say. I do love you in a short hair, though. That's what everyone says. Everyone says what you just said verbatim. They say, oh, yeah, I think you're beautiful anyway, but this is definitely better. I've had this short haircut multiple times in our friendship, our long storied friendship. I've cut it short and it's grown out and I've cut it short mm-hmm. and it's grown out. I just feel like I need to start holding the people like you accountable mm-hmm. and to pull me aside and say, hey, babe, your hair is getting a little long. Is, this is on purpose. You okay. know? Yeah, it's not gonna hurt my feelings. My, See but... you now as like that 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 is the perfect. I feel like it's it's evolved over time though. But now I can't picture you with long hair again. I caught like a a picture of me, like the memories popped up on my husband's phone, and I was like, what are you doing? Like yeah. what? That's like what I looked like, little dump, you know? Just like a <laughs> like a tall dump. A tall Anyways. dump. That's how I always, when I describe, I'm like, do you guys know Cassandra? And they're like, mm. and I go, she's like a tall dump. Yeah, the vibe is kind of like a tall dump. And then they go, oh, yeah, Cassandra. Oh, yeah, of course yeah. we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was a lot. I'm looking at other pictures that are up in my mother-in-law's office, which is where I am right now. And like, yeah, I've got like this long hair and like there's one that looks pretty. And then the other three, it's just giving dump i think i can do like a shoulder length like a lob you know is yeah. okay but as soon as it starts to creep on to like my swang and tatties mm-hmm. it's just it's too long and it's giving it's giving dump i'm trying to grow mermaid length hair which is where um you know your hair can cover your boobs unassisted however yeah. my hair's growing at a pace you know if this is a math equation my hair is growing at x However, my <laughs> boobs are sagging at Y. What is the velocity that the hair growth needs to match the sagging of the boobs? Like, I need a mathematician. You'll win a Nobel Prize if you can. Hey, babe, it's properly- like the tortoise and the hair, you know? Like, one, you think that the tortoise, or you think that the hair is going to win the race, but then the tortoise. The comes tortoises in. are just. <laughs> Oh, I looked in the mirror funny. the other day and I was just like, Ugh. you should get some extensions. I mean, like if I you should. really want to beat it. Yeah, I I definitely, you know, it's big hair summer, as I've declared. And um, yeah, but the, but the higher the hair, the shorter it can be. Oh, I'm yeah, a, that's I'm true. Real dilemma, real dilemma. I would like to invest in wigs, I think. If we could love. get like a sponsor for like a wig place, I would I'd love, love to, to have that wigs. option. Yeah, like yes. it just is an option because mm-hmm. again, like I just said, I'm looking at four pictures of myself with long hair. There is one where I did my hair, I did my hair, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it looks good. And so I think if I had like the long brown, like chocolate brown option mm-hmm. it would be fun to bust out and i kind of feel like wearing wigs as you know someone who doesn't need to you just kind of have to it's like wearing heels you start wearing heels around people and go oh that's that's weird do you wear heels now and it's like yeah i do 
and then they go okay like that's what i think about like with if i was to just wear a wig one night you know like i think people would at first be like weird Mm -hmm. why and then and then they would accept it and then they'd be like okay cool that's kind of cool maybe i should do that too yep that's you know that's how it works that's how it works i Literally the the photos I on I've had cheap you know costumes sketch character wigs but when I see myself in them I'm like God damn I look great I look great yeah so I, I wish yeah I wish I could make that leap I hope yeah I I wish I could make that leap so I have a long like kind of stringy blonde one that I've worn for characters before and mm-hmm. it's. Like, I think if I would have, it, but it was a, co- it's a costume wig, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not one to be worn out. It looks good in pictures and yeah, good enough on stage, but like not to be worn out. But like, I bet, I bet it wouldn't hurt just to have one, g- give me big hair, summer blonde, like mm-hmm. Farrah Fawcett wig. Oh, I'm talking like Bo Derek. I'm talking yes. the French girl, I think is uh, Bridget Bardot, you know? Oh, yeah. I, I yeah, I want. Big. big like like just just got off of a surfboard come have champagne with me on the private beach of the house that i'm staying at from the rich man who who's off on business and i just yes. get to live here by myself and have parties and maybe later we can try some ecstasy together like that blonde yeah that that yes. one that's the one I would love yeah. to have access yeah. to just a wig, you know, just to do that. There's an old Chappelle show sketch. I know Chappelle's what he is now, but back then there was a sketch where a woman with big boobs and she's like, the world's so great and, and nice. And then they, you know, it's like a, well, now your boobs are away and see how people treat you. And I feel mm-hmm. like, and of course, people treat her very differently. They don't help her move stuff. They don't you right. know, do nice things for her. It's the joke. <laughs> But I, uh, which I'm like, oh, people have helped me move stuff a lot. Oh, <laughs> some tatties. Hey, man. But I feel like us right now, we're living in a, we're living in the fantasy of the small boob character. But if we had the wigs, we would be the big boob in the sketch, the b- totally. big boob girl, you know? Anyway, I, I know that that's hard to track listeners, but it, if I draw it out on a timeline, you would you would really understand. So again, it makes sense. X velocity and then Y is acceleration. And uh, those uh, Cass, why are you trash? Why are you trash, girl? I have a nail salon that I love. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think I've even promoted it on this podcast before. Yeah. <laughs> but I am undeniably I am a nuisance every time I'm there. I like I first of all I I never know what I want until mm-hmm. I'm there and I make that the other I make that the nail lady's problem mm-hmm. 100%. She says, "Do you know what color you want?" I'm like, "Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I don't know." Cuz you know, like I get gels, I got to connect I have to commit to a color for at least the next 2 or 3 weeks. Yeah. Um and then um but that's like the least of my problems. I for some reason every time I'm there always have some sort of medical emergency like that happens to me i've had major coughing fits in there (laughs) like they always will give me water you know like they give everyone water yeah 
and they give you water and like a, a heated kind of bean bag over your shoulders. Oh. It smells like oatmeal. It's so nice. And I'm always just having like a major like choking breakdown all the time. And this is in the time of, you know, COVID and yes. post. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I can't explain what's happening to me. And then the nail people are like, is it us? Like, are we blowing too much dust in your face? Like, <laughs> like, and then I'm like, I want to almost be like, yes, it's you. But it's always just me. Like, for some reason, I forget how to drink water there and it goes down the wrong pipe. And then I cough for 15, 16 minutes straight. And I keep getting up to wash my hands because I'm like, I, yeah. what do you want me to do? I got to cover my hand. I don't know. It's And so then this last time, well, no, it's not even this last time. It's probably happened more than once. I don't know. I, I, I should. Why am I talking about this on, on a podcast? I don't know. But I had diarrhea. Mm. And I just, <laughs> I thought to my, I, ca- I had a coughing fit and diarrhea oh. this last time. That I was a combo. There. Yeah. I was like, and, which is a bad combo too. Because if you cough too hard, you know, yeah. it, you know what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that to say like you know like because it's happened to you. I'm just saying. Like, oh, but it has. <laughs> it just was like so bad, and I was like, I really needed my nails done. I've got a wedding this weekend. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it just was like, can I please get? I and they're always so polite to me and nice to me, and so I give them positive reviews on everything I promote yeah. on the podcast. I tell everyone about them. I have to make <laughs> up for the fact that I am just, <laughs> I am an unreal behavior. <laughs> there every time I go yeah. in. It's so embarrassing. Why are you trash? So mine's going to be on a beauty related issue as well. And I have a lash salon that I am ride or die for. Miss oh, Kawhi. Best. Yeah. Miss Kawhi and Glendale. I ride or die. However, I needed an appointment prior to a festival last summer. Couldn't couldn't get in at my Glendale location where I love, love them. So I went to, they have multiple locations. I'm so proud of them. So I go to another location early Saturday morning. So I come in, I'm new, you know, they don't know me. The other place knows me. And so I'm like, Hey, you know, here's the, this is what I want. This, you know, I got it filled here, you know, or, or put in here. Da, da, da. Okay. So when you get your eyelash extensions, they essentially tape your eyelids shut. So you're not open-eyed ever, the whole process. You're just, you need trust. You need trust. You're meditating. However, I went to adjust to like shimmy up on the table after I'd been taped. Mm-hmm. And I whack the girl like in her face, like with my hand as I'm shifting, you know, like my elbow kind of like I'm shifting back. I whack her. And so I'm, pr- I'm again, eyes closed. I'm profusely apologizing. I'm just, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. You know, so we've already started our trust on a rocky foundation. Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. after she's done, I'm like, can I use the restroom before I come out and pay? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I use the restroom there. Nothing. I wasn't sick. Nothing unusual. Just just a quick, you know, quick pee. That toilet started over flooding. So I'm looking. I'm like, oh, my God, is there any is there paper, is there anything? No, I, there's nothing. I can, There's no plunger in that. There's nothing I can do to stop this water from rising and it is i i'm not a religious person i am i am pray any god that will take me i am the spirits the moon <laughs> allah who will take me and help stop this water from going over the toilet 
and down and it it didn't. And so I had to come out and say, oh my God, I'm so sorry that the toilet appears to be over, you know, and they're like, don't worry about it. You know, we'll take care of it. Of course, for professionals, you are a nightmare and should never come back, which they would never say, but that was the, that was the body language. And I completely over flooded it. And I was like, I can never come to this location again. It's probably on my file. Like they're, I just, <laughs> they, they won't, they wouldn't allow me back. Like Clogs I'm a nightmare. Toilets. Oh, it hits, hits nail tech, clogs toilets. Bad, you know, bad. So yeah. uh, we uh, can't take us anywhere, man. Nope. But you know where, you know, the, the guy in our first story also shouldn't be, shouldn't be taken anywhere. I think it's a woman. Yeah, but the man is the one that left. You are taking his, her side on this? His, I'm taking his, I'm, I'm his side. Yeah, I'm taking her side. Yep. <laughs> okay it's confusing first... again we've already told math is not my strong suit <laughs> our first story which i think that you and i have a big disagreement on already <laughs> comes to us from malaysia.yahoo.com a man is sued after leaving his blind date and her 23 relatives at a restaurant yes a man and uh, i listen I, <laughs> I staged my claim and i won't back down that's one thing i know about me I love I will, the commitment. I will double down when wrong. <laughs> okay, so you know you're wrong. Nope. <laughs> I'm just saying that's just a thing I do, but I'm not wrong here. Of course not. Of course um, not. Man in China has ended up in a legal battle after walking out on a blind date who expected him to pay for her and her 23 of her relatives. They were put together by a matchmaker. They met at a popular restaurant. And when he showed up, there was 23 other relatives there. The restaurant staff later informed him that the woman's family had ordered a significant amount of expensive cigarettes and premium alcoholic beverages. Yeah, his bill at the end of it was what comes out to $2,812 American. And he, of course, was like, I'm out. He decided to leave. He was like, you guys pay for this. I'm I'm out. And she did with her relatives. They did settle the bill, but she was still demanding. He was like, you left. You should at least be paying for half of this. And here's the thing. Is that how you want to treat your future in-laws? You think that this went past one date? You really... This is the hill you're going to die on today, Erica, already. I'm just, just saying that's got a, here. That's a terrible, terrible start to a relationship. It wasn't an arranged <laughs> marriage. It was a blind date. So he ends up, he ends up fed up as I am right now and says, <laughs> all right, I'll give you a fraction of the cost, which, so he was like, I'm going to give you $562 of you know, American and you guys can pay the rest. And yeah. this woman was like, Nope, I'm going to sue you. <laughs> Honestly, I love a frivolous lawsuit. <laughs> it's true. You do. You're, <laughs> you're very uh, American in that way. <laughs> yeah. The court cited in his favor, stating that he should only cover the cost of his own and her meal, which is approximately 197 us dollars. So, so he actually got out like paying less because of the law. I mean, probably not with lawyers, but like he ended up paying for less of the bill. I hope he represented himself. And anytime you <laughs> represent yourself in court for some reason, I know this isn't right, 
But for some reason, anytime you represent your court, I think you should mandatory have to speak like a good old Southern lawyer, no matter where you are. Even in Malaysia? Even in Malaysia. Anywhere in the world, you have to go, Your Honor, you see, I had a blind date set up by a matchmaker. And, and she I, brought- I do believe I was not being set up with her and 23 of her family members, your honor. Members. Members. Um, no, no, yeah, no matter where you are in the world, if you choose to represent yourself, new law, new universal law, you uh-huh. have to speak like a good old Southern law. Yeah. I think that this, uh, you also came up with the new catchphrase for the podcast, which is, I know this is wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, I know this is wrong. But (laughs) let's get into our second story from Mashable.com. Survey says one in eight men under 35 have brought condoms to a funeral just in case. You know, I'm going to I'm going to poke holes through this and say one in eight men under 35 admit to have brought (laughs) condoms because I I have a feeling (laughs) that that number might be higher and i'm not even gonna hate on it you know yeah i think you should always be prepared safe sex is the only sex also one in four millennials our lot brought protection to their high school reunion which was not nearly as a morbid but i'm just saying if you're going to your high school reunion you're not getting laid in life If, if at this age you're choosing to go to a reunion when you can just look up everyone on instagram (laughs) i like i think that the the concept of a reunion is like nice that it exists but you couldn't pay me to go to mine i mean i think i've told the story on the podcast before about how i almost accidentally ended up at mine don't remember this i was out i was going to see a friend a friend's play in north hollywood and my the person i was with at the time and i were like let's grab a drink prior to this play which by the way the play was a oh fuck the play was romeo and juliet but you know everybody's got to have their own take on these old shakespeare plays otherwise why would you put them up i guess and this was like the holocaust version of Romeo and Juliet, where the like I'm really burying the lead with the story. I don't want to do that. It's like the Montagues. I'm gonna need the- a second. <laughs> the Montagues and the Capulets are the Nazis and the Jews. No, no, I, girl, no, no. My new catchphrase. I cannot if- accept this information into my knowledge bank. If I'm lying, I'm dying, babe. It was real. It happened. And yeah, I think uh, Romeo was the, they were like the Nazis and then the Capulet or then Juliet was a Jewish girl. And yeah, it was a vibe. Anyways, that's not the point of the story. If you can believe it. (laughs) But it'll never not be with me. (laughs) It's really hard to tell the story without (sighs) just being like, by the way, (laughs) um, yeah, well, we, were, we, we right, need to right. get a drink. We need to yes. get a drink. And yeah. there was like, you know, we were in North Hollywood and I was like, well, we could go to El Tejano because they've got huge margaritas. But then there's also like just something closer down the street. It's the bullet. It's like a gay bar. And I'm pretty sure that their drinks are cheaper. And so 
we were like, eh, giant margaritas or the bullet that we've never been to. The bullet looks kind of shady, uh, but El Tejano, we have to get back in the car. So we ended up walking to the bullet. And then I found out later from Instagram and also from a friend who texted me who was like in on Facebook in the reunion group. He's like, oh, I forgot to tell you the reunion was tonight. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I didn't really care to know. And then I looked on Instagram. It was at El Tejano. So if I would, if we would have been like, uh, the bullet looks too shady, let's just get in the car and go to El Tejano, I would have inadvertently walked in on my own high school reunion that I wasn't like not invited to, but like yeah. because I wasn't on Facebook, I would, I didn't know. I would have walked in and seen the banner that says, welcome John Burroughs class of 2008. And I would have been like, we have to get out of here. Your sliding glass door moment. I mean... Truly, ships passing in the night in my <laughs> high school reunion. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking yes. about we're talking about Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> no, we're talking about one and eight men bringing condoms oh, to a funeral. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. We're talking about safe sex. So Trojan's state of sex survey revealed some encouraging statistics that seventy-seven percent of adults between eighteen and thirty-five believe that men and women should be equally responsible when providing protection, which is good because I thought I think there was a, a while where a woman having her own condoms is was like a stigma when it's yeah. like mm-hmm okay, well, we wouldn't have to do that if men always had them. So honestly, it should have been eight out of eight men having a condom at the funeral if, mm-hmm. if you know, we're being fair. So 78% of men would rather be responsible for wearing a condom to make their partner feel pressured to take birth control. That's 52%, nice too. That is nice. 52% of women would rather, t- rather their partners wear condoms than take the pill. 65% of respondents bring protection on the first date. Optimistic. 63%, however, say that they're most likely to ask a potential sexual partner about protection once in bed. Nearly all, 91%, 9 out of 10, say that they're generally more likely to use a condom to prevent pregnancy and STIs given the current state of affairs. What could they be referring to? That it takes you to a link of the Roe v. Wade being overturned by the way in case you were wondering where mashable takes you it's i mean as long as there's like there's a thousand reasons you know to first of all to not want an sti there's sure a lot of reasons but there's plenty of other reasons besides the fact that abortion care is going away to not want to have a child right now but i think that's funny it's not funny i think it's good Yeah. yeah i don't know what i think well speaking of going away let's talk about one of our favorite subjects which is travel from chiron.com cron.com crone oh sure ridiculous frontier admits to controversial carry-on bag policy yes they finally admitted that their carry-on bag policy is not consistently applied now have you ever been charged for your carry-on on frontier airlines yeah because oh. i don't fly the frontier airlines i i've signed uh, up beneath to me. have a carry okay it's beneath you okay it is. that's just, fair i'm being honest that's fair <laughs> uh yes i have but it's because i signed up on the website to pay for carry-on i've never been charged for one once received to the airport i fought a gate agent on it sure for my under seat item and showed how much space was in the, you know, allotted thing and made a real display of it. Like, do you see? This is air. And uh, I can't believe I 
got to be on that flight. This was pre pre COVID before everyone lost their minds though. So who knows? By the way, Frontier Airlines can be beneath all of you by going to southwest.com and typing in your travel plans. Just say go to Allegiant. I would say Allegiant over Frontier Airlines. Uh, pretty much anywhere probably is okay if you don't, you know, like just do a little bit more research. You know, that mm-hmm. that low that low number, as we learn in this story, is not it's not what you see is mm-hmm. what you get with your ticket price on Frontier Airlines. The um this it was started with a TikTok. I mean, it's this has been going on with lots of TikToks, but this story is about a specific TikToker who was saying that the gate agents were attempting to make her and another passenger pay $99 for their personal items, saying that their bags wouldn't fit under the seat. And she did the same thing Erica did, where she was like, you see how much it's going to fit under the seat. But, you know, these gate agents were trying as much as they can. I actually saw in another TikTok mm-hmm. that Frontier CEO, they've basically put a bounty on how many people they can get yeah. to check yeah. bags. So if you're the they gate offer agent, commission. Yep. Yeah, it's like $10 uh, per bag that you can get someone to check instead of bring on the flight. So these people mm-hmm. are motivated if you ever want to get out of it uh slip that person a ten dollar bill <laughs> truly and just like let's not yeah yeah what are they paying you for this i'll pay you double because it's still gonna be cheaper than checking my laptop bag yeah their ceo said that their carry-on bag size requirement was not consistently applied which was unfair to the majority of customers who do pay for the carry-on bags in advance and comply with the requirements but no 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 the person in our article was like, oh, fine, I'll start an online petition and ask them to stop overcharging for these bag fees. Hilarious. I mean, who knows if businesses can truly be affected by a petition, but it's hard to deny one that has over 500 signatures asking Frontier to stop overcharging for bag fees. Mm-hmm. So Frontier, again, they are the ones that have the Go Wild Pass, which is, I believe it's $2,000 for the year. But right now they have a $199 for starting in like mid-fall for about six months where essentially you you pay this fee, this flat fee of like $200. Then you can book an, a local flight within two days, I believe, and an international flight within 10 days and essentially just pay the taxes. So it's it, or it's a penny and then you pay the taxes. So where a flight to, you know, Puerto Rico or I'm sorry, not Puerto Rico, uh, like to, to Cabo might cost you a penny here and then it might be $45 in fees or you know and that's all you would have to pay anyway it's called go wild pass but at what cost though I mean yes of $200 but of also like having to be on a frontier flight where they make you check your bags and Mm -hmm. where you can only plan a vacation two days in advance well I mean it's I think it's for people that are flexible you know and at least the international gives you a little bit more time to to plan it out but yeah I don't know. The the problem is Frontier doesn't leave from Burbank or LAX for me. They leave out of Ontario or Santa Ana. They used to be in LA. So it's it's hard to justify. And almost everything out of California does a connection in Vegas and then outward. So it just doesn't make sense for me to get it. Because I was like, oh, that would be perfect for you know, me to go to Oklahoma, but now they don't even fly into Oklahoma City. They fly into Tulsa. Fucking useless. Frontier. It's a... 
their hub is in Denver. So my family out there frequently mm-hmm. goes, oh, maybe we'll fly Frontier to see you if we go to San Diego or something like that. And I'm like, Ugh, don't do it. It's not <laughs> worth it. You know, it's it's they're the spirit airlines of airlines. <laughs> Here, yeah. Hey, yeah. Cass, I'm all worked Let's, up. Uh, Let's take a quick break. Erica, do you have any concerts coming up? Always. I'm a festival girly, you know. I have to get the VIP, though, because I I cannot go without an air-conditioned bathroom. Okay, well, my sweet angel, planning for faster and efficient hydration is also essential for festivals. And Liquid IV has you covered while you prep before, power through that headliner, and recover after the weekend. Hey, now don't count yourself out while you're drunk poolside all summer, Cass. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water and with three times the electrolytes, than traditional sports drinks. I mean, we really have no excuses. Liquid IV is actually standard in my purse. It goes phone, wallet, keys, liquid IV. And with flavors like lemon lime, pastique, that's French for watermelon, and my favorite, strawberry lemonade, staying hydrated is easy peasy. Mama, I'm talking B3, I'm talking B5, I'm talking B6, and I'm screaming from the rooftops, B12. We've got all the Bs. And there's a little bit of vitamin C in there too, just for kicks. Oh, she's made from premium ingredients and is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Oh, thank God. I'm vegan now. I don't know if I've talked about that yet. We know. We know. Okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TRASHY at checkout. That's 20% off of anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TRASHY at liquidiv.com. Honestly, we're so trashy. We're hydrated. Wet trash. And we're back. That was a good promo code. Yes. Use trashy. I <laughs> use to commit to it. Use promo code trashy. There you go. For everything. Even if we don't have them lined up as a sponsor, just try it. Yeah, see what happens. Honestly, you might be helping us. This next thing is from indie.gov. That's in as in Nancy D as in dog.gov. And this is some fun facts about North Dakota. If there is such a thing. Well, it's actually North Dakota trying to be hella shady, and I love it. So North Dakota has attempted three times in their legislature to drop north from the state and just become Dakota, leaving South Dakota to be a second class state. essentially, Kind of like Virginia v. West Virginia. Mm hmm. And truly, I just I I think that's just kind of a, a power move. And I appreciate it they've been trying to have a couple different brandings because first of all dakota sounds like such a bitchy state name Mm. i don't know why well it's it's named after the the tribe i believe oh it's not named after some mean melanie griffin's daughter toddler oh yeah i love dakota johnson though yeah i love her i was just thinking of like some mean like four-year-old named dakota who had like more expensive clothes than the other kids yeah but i love dakota johnson okay fine they have other things that they've wanted to be known for they want to be known as the flicker tail state Nope, never going to call you that. Yeah, there's these ground squirrels that are abundant in North Dakota and the animals like flick or they jerk their tail in a characteristic manner just before running into their burrow. Thus, in 1953, the Legislative Assembly defeated the Senate bill number 134. Oh, wait, no, they didn't want to be known as the Flickers Tail State. My bad. I was reading that wrong. <laughs> they had to vote in 1953 to prevent themselves from being known as the Flicker Tail Street. And honestly, there was a lot happening in 1953, but I think that this was pretty important. (laughs) There was also in the 1960s and 70s to 
promote tourism. They wanted to be known as Rough Rider State. That's what I call bringing a condom to a funeral. Hey. No, you know what? I'm not going to read anything about it. I'm just going to let it go from there. Let's go on to our next story. <laughs> if you want to know why, other than what Erica just said, why the North Dakota might be the Rough Rider State, that's your business. Links to all stories are always in our show notes. So check it out yourself. <laughs> from news.sky.com. Girl, we're back. The World Custard Pie Throwing Championships. They took place in Southern England. Oh, yeah. We got we to make it out next year. So it's funny. This, this year's event saw 120 competitors in 30 teams take part in fancy dress with one coming as far away from Japan for the chance to chuck a foil plate of sow, of to chuck a foil plate of flour and water mix, not actual pies, at their opponents six feet away so i took this from the website about the world custard pie championship and it's been 50 years now it attracts people from across the globe they apparently guard the recipe very closely but i mean like erica just said it's flour and water but yeah they just uh they chuck pies at each other's face and it started in c 1967 1967. The custard pie in general can be linked back to the early 19th century. But I, yeah, I mean, this is like the slapstick Charlie Chaplin pie in your face kind of things. And this is uh, like the fight club for that. I Can I just take beef with said article? So it gives us the history of custard pies mm -hmm. and they date back to, you know, the early 19th century. It just says... It was a fortunate discovery by the wife of Alfred Bird. No wife name. God, what is this, the Bible? Come on. Come on. Anyway, back to the pie sticking. So the organizers uncovered a mystery behind statistics, the ingredients, and the makeup of custard pie, which the clowns and slapstick comics of Charlie Chaplin's era use. The custard itself is unsuitable for throwing. It ricochets. So many suggestions were made and rejected. And finally, after detailed research from the British Museum, Pinewood Studios, and Letters to Hollywood, the answer was found at Toval Maidstone. Richard Hearn, Mr. Pastry, was kind enough to let us in on the secret and revealed for the first public demonstration of custard pie throwing stage on June 24th, 1967. And the World Custard Pie Championships were born. A little history lesson for you. I love it. Have you ever had a pie to the face? I think I've had the whip, whipped cream to the face. Yeah, that was yeah. a like a an assembly or pep rally. That, or I got to put a pie in a teacher's face. That that's what's feeling. That's the memory that I'm trying to grab for. Is I think mm -hmm. I put a a pie in a, a teacher or principal's face, and it you know got a huge laugh from the crowd. I've always been a crowd pleaser. <laughs> Funny, of course, absolutely. Funny men, you know, I mean, I was, you know, the athlete, scholar, yeah, yeah, I was just <laughs> all around delight, you know, all around delight. Speaking of all around delights from theathletic.com, let's talk about who Baby Gronk is. Have you heard of this? No, I, I actually really haven't. I'm going to look it up right now. <sighs> so Baby Gronk is a 10-year-old who's supposed to be the next big thing in college football. He has about 300 and 15,000 followers on Instagram, but his dad is not parenting him. <laughs> He's just like, he trains, he eats. I take him around all these colleges. Like, you can't start recruiting until you're in the seventh grade, and he's 10. Yeah, it says uh, baby, Gronk, baby Gronk football celebrity 
in parentheses, ran by parent. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to my YouTube. What if he doesn't want to play football? That's all I can think about was. So I I just want to watch Monty Python and the Quest for the Holy Grail again the other night. One of my favorite movies from childhood. One of my favorite scenes. It's so silly and throwaway, but it's a king with his son and he's standing at a window. And the king says to the child, one day, all of this will be yours. And the, the weekly prince just goes, the curtains, to me, funniest joke in the world. But I think of this dad being like, I didn't get to play at San Jose State. My baby will. The curtains will be his one day. That's what it, I mean. That's what this it is, this is like sick. the stage mom, the stage mom of athletics. Absolutely. So this little kid, his name is Madden. He's posing with celebrities, partaking in photo shoots at Power 5 football programs, He's being courted out to the university, seeing if they're seriously interested in recruiting him. Uh, this just this just bums me like already? out. You, uh-huh. you don't even you can't even know a ten year old. You have no idea what's what they're gonna look like when they're in high school. They're, he hasn't moved oh, through puberty yet. He does. He works out. He has like a food regimen. Like it can't do this to a child. You can't. This is disordered eating blueprints for him for his life. But he says that everything we do for con- the father says everything we do for content is on purpose. Everything is planned out. Just being a creator and being an influencer. The internet and the real life of his trainings are kept separate. So he's like. We do some of this, but it, he's a kid, you you psycho. So he says that he has a verbal offer from a football program already, but okay. you can't sign a, like an a, an intent. You can't do an intent when you when you get recruited to D1 or, you know, any athletics like there's a you sign an intention document where it's basically like I, you know, commit to play at this place, you know, when you're in high school or whatever. But he has a verbal offer from Arizona. And he can't commit until you're in the seventh grade is what this Why? is disgusting. Why can't you commit in the seventh grade? Why? You know what I wanted to be when I was in the seventh grade? What? I don't fucking remember because I was 13 and yeah. it didn't happen. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> kids change their mind. I hope this kid gets really into physics or something or chemistry or, or theater or FFA. I hope he gets to be... 12 and is like, I don't want to play football. Oh, the CTE? Not worth it, dad. Maybe he'll grow up to be a famous writer and create a really big show and then go back and become a restaurateur for a restaurant that your show turned into a global sensation rather than just a local sensation. That feels oddly specific wish for him. Well, from CBSnews.com, Casa Bonita is reopening because Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park fame have spent $40 million on restoring it. Yes. So they South Park is set in Colorado yes. and Casa Bonita has two locations, one in Denver and one in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're kidding. So did no, you I, go as a kid? Because no, I went. I I grew up going to Casa Bonita. We didn't so have did the divers. We didn't have the divers, but we had other cool stuff. But yeah, and, and, and Tulsa is like three hours away from where I grew up. So it was a big deal and a very intentional trip. Oh, my. I can't believe you and I are so different in so many ways, but especially yet. with how we've grown up. But this might be the thing that really connected us and we didn't even know it. We didn't, we're just raising the little flag for more enchiladas. My 
kindergarten or year, whatever, however old you are in kindergarten, um, I went, okay. Yeah. My kindergarten years, I had a birthday party at Casa Bonita and we invited every girl in the class and my mom's friend made all of us custom princess hats, Shut like up. cones. Oh my um, God. Dream. It was, it was very, very major. Cosbonita, of course, I remember the Sopapillas. I think the guy I was dating in high school liked South Park. And so I, when mm-hmm. I went to Colorado with him, he was like, we should go to Cosbonita. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I heard the food wasn't that good. And I was right. But it was like this big blast from the past because it, it, there's things... I will say that South Park, <laughs> they don't get their Colorado references wrong. Like, yeah. it's a yeah. fake show, of course. But when they do make specific references to things in Colorado, such as Casa Bonita, or they talk about, like, Jake Jab, the American Furniture Warehouse guy, like, whatever. <laughs> the obsession with John Elway. Mm-hmm. That is all very much based in fact and in truth. And so I remember going with this ex of mine and him being very pleased to see that everything that was promised in that episode was there in crumbling flesh. Yes. Yes. So Casa Mexican restaurant, you go through and you order your food. And then once you sit down, for those of you who don't know and haven't seen the episodes or have never been to a Casa Bonita, you have a flag at your table. And when you are like, I'd like another taco, you raise that little flag. And the waitress or waiter will come and provide another taco. And then you lower the flag. It's uh, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bright pink castle. Is the one in Tulsa pink also? I can't remember. I cannot remember. Oh, but, it, it um, must not have been. You wouldn't you wouldn't forget such a thing. It's yeah. a pink castle with a big fountain out front. And you had to like stand like in a cave like mm-hmm. line to get to pay for your food and get your food. And then, yes, they had the flags on the tables, the sopapilla, which you I don't think is an actual like Mexican dish. Wait, um, it was pink. It was pink in Tulsa. Good. So, yep, yep. It's basically a sopapilla is just like a fried envelope of dough. You just rip off the top and you pour honey into it. Delicious. With cinnamon and sugar on top. Yes. And Casa yep. Bonita translates to pretty house. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, I just pulled up a article from January of 2023. Mm-hmm. which was Casa Bonita closes for the final time 12 years ago today. But there was a prank in 2018 that convinced some social media that the restaurant would reopen, referencing a 2008 Tulsa World headline called Funfield Casa Bonita to reopen. But it was just a prank. So sad. See, but ours was, was very decorative and ornate. And we had waterfalls, but we did not have the cliff divers. Yeah, so when I was reading this about like how they've done this renovation it's something about how they still have all the cliff divers and everything but now they've made it like safe and i'm like was it not safe no for these not. cliff drivers before <laughs> i was blown my mind it's <laughs> a, such a weird and specific thing too for like someone i guess there's out, outdoor people in colorado but like oh, imagine well, that's all colorado diver. is right and yeah like, i know i just i wouldn't be- i wouldn't I wouldn't imagine being a cliff diver in Colorado and be like, oh, I'm a cliff diver. How am I going to make money off of this profession? I should probably move somewhere with cliffs. Now I'll just work at Casa Bonita. Like, I feel like these were probably just random, like, diver teenagers or something 
I don't know, whatever. It, it's just crazy to me that it wasn't safe before. But there is now 100,000 people who have signed up for reservations and they yes, have like a reopening. They've got a fancy chef and like 110 employees. So it's going to be probably a rockin' place for a oh, while. I'd I, love to go. Yeah, I've been trying to get on the reservation list. And if you get on there, you better make one for me to go oh, too. Obviously, got, we can obviously. stay with my family. We can go. Yeah, I do feel bad for um, poor little uh, Oklahoma, though. You know, because it's a it's a Colorado based show, so I don't. I don't see them pouring $40 million into the Tulsa location. I, I don't either. But here's the thing. I always say, never mourn the Hindenburg. It was full of Nazis. And that's how I feel about Oklahoma not getting a Casa Bonita. Not that they're Nazis, but sometimes if you just, if you legislate in a certain way, you don't deserve nice things. That's all I'll say. Okay. Erica. Yes. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. For oh, what? Great. Well, I don't know. I was thinking that maybe it was time for the dumpster fire of the week. So, y'all, this isn't politics, politics. No. Policy, no. policy. Not policy, policy. But one of the biggest news items of the world is that President Trump was indicted for espionage and mishandling classified documents. And we're not here to talk about the politics. We're not here to do any of that. We're here to talk about how trashy the bathroom where these documents were recovered is. I mean, honestly, like, she's right. We're not going to. You know what? Literally, I think you can figure out where we stand politically. And even if you can't, don't don't worry about it. Leave us alone. We're not talking about it. You can't expect a former president to start stashing a bunch of classified documents into a bathroom and us not at least talk about it a little bit. Yes. Politically, we're the Whig party, as we discussed earlier. You know, we're the Whigs. Dude, it, it's it's they had designers for this Washington Post article come in. Also, an epidemiologist weigh in on the light fixture in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, so it was recovered from Mar-a-Lago, Trump's Florida home. And I just, I, I read a tweet from someone that, that has lived in Palm Beach. And they're like, listen, this isn't like a country club like you may be used to where it's like set off. It's like on the road. It's like very easy to access. It's not like stored away on on lands or or like the long driveway or anything. It's very close to to it's people. A, it's a golf course, right? Yeah, it's like a resort and golf course and and yeah, but, yeah. Well, so he's got. I mean, and by the way, these classified documents were everywhere. They weren't just in this bathroom. But we just need to talk about bathrooms. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't tend to read on the toilet anything other than my phone but i do always think that it's kind of cheeky when people have like books or some sort of literature in their guest bathrooms as if to say if you'd like to poop here you're welcome to read this and so that's my first impression is oh this has plenty of things like yeah. going to take a shit here how about a nuclear code to keep you busy did you ever read the uncle john's bathroom bathroom reader no it was a, a series of books. I think they started publishing them in the 80s, but it was like a, a fat book, you know, 1,200 pages or something. But it was Whoa. trivia and <laughs> essays on just like random topics or like fun facts or here's the thing. But it was for the bathroom. So it'd be really interesting things to read while you're going. That was a common before our phones. That was a big thing. We used to have books in the bathroom a lot. 
but yeah anyway and I mean, I, I learned this on Mythbusters that unfortunately poop particles go everywhere every time that you flush your toilet. Even um, closing the lid? Yeah, babe. They did oh. a whole thing about like, you know, where's the safest place to put your toothbrush in mm-hmm. your bathroom? And the answer was outside of the bathroom. Yeah. You know Sometimes what? Sometimes your That's... poop particles even go into your like hallway. Oh depending on what kind of deuce you're taking. No, so no, 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 no. it's best to close the lid, of course, yeah. you know, or cover your toothbrush. But I, I, yeah. So I mean, you don't see poop particles. It's not like these classified documents are covered in shit, but we know that yeah. we, we know that they are. Yeah. Which is too bad. Let, let's take a moment to describe the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so there's photos of the scene where these documents were uncovered. Side note, I'm sorry. I know we said we're going to describe the bathroom, but did you catch that they might have been clued into this from a Kid Rock interview? Oh, God, no. Kid Rock gave an interview sometime last year where he was talking about hanging out with Trump. And he was like, yeah, he was just showing me stuff. And I'm like, should I be seeing these maps? And they think Stop. that's what led yeah truly it's like a yeah anyway these bunch of dickheads with their huge egos i saw i'm sorry i know we're not doing policy policy but i saw a (laughs) metaphor for this that really like kind of summed it up in a nice way and it was like imagine that someone went to a ferrari dealership and stole a ferrari and for some reason the cops like didn't go and track them down and mm-hmm. for like until like four or five days later and the ferrari is sitting there in their driveway and they go up to this person's front door and they go hey we're gonna need you to return that ferrari that you stole mm-hmm. and then the person goes i didn't steal a ferrari and they go are, are you sure there's, there's a ferrari in your driveway and that person goes nope i didn't steal a ferrari i suppose i could give you this hubcap that's all I have of Ferrari. But yeah. otherwise, I do not have a Ferrari. And then the next day, that person goes, hey, everyone, come and drive my stolen Ferrari all around town. <laughs> and then they drive around all around town with loud music, driving in a Ferrari. <laughs> and the cops come back and go, dude, <laughs> we saw you. We yeah. need that Ferrari. And the person still goes, mm, yeah, I do not have a Ferrari. That's kind of... The that's kind of like what happened or like what is happening is that someone he has them, but he's telling the law that he doesn't. But then he's also (laughs) telling everybody else that he does because he really wants people to know that he has it. I really need people to know I have classified documents that I'm important. No, FBI, I, I don't. I don't. But you guys, I do. That's his vibe. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay, sorry. This isn't True. policy. Let's talk, let's talk about this bathroom. Yes. Yeah, so a photo of the scene included the uh, in the indictment included stacks of boxes under a very large crystal chandelier that was somehow simultaneously decadent and drab. The light I like fixture, the chandelier. I do too. But like, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm trashy. Like, shit. <laughs> like I'm trashy. Yeah. I mean, exactly. We're trashy. Of course, we like a chandelier in a bathroom. The light fixture equivalent of Miss Havisham. And a my favorite detail, plastic curtain rod with a curtain, you know, plastic rod for the curtain, for the shower curtain. Like, well, you know, they they do say like you, the way you stay rich is to not spend money. So why not just go down to Target and mm-hmm. grab that three dollar plastic curtain rod? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So this obviously brought a lot of questions about the design choices and hygiene. So the first question that people wanted to ask is, are toilet chandeliers even a thing? <laughs> so they reached out to an interior designer, Lacey Keller, and she owns a design firm in Portland, Oregon. And she said chandeliers and bathrooms aren't that unusual. She's had several installed for high-end clients. When choosing a style, she says she takes into account several factors, including whether the fixture can resist heat and moisture. They asked her, would you ever install something like this chandelier? And she said, I wouldn't put that chandelier in any bathroom. It's far too big, elaborate, and hangs too low. Anyone trying to use the shower would immediately hit their head. It's just overwhelming, she says. It's an example of what not to do. Also, you've got an elaborate chandelier and also a sconce on the on the wall that also kind of has the same vibe as the chandelier. But then just a normal, regular box of tissues. You couldn't find something elaborate to put the tissues in? Babe, I can send you Amazon links for like ornate gold tissue covers. A plastic trash can. Plastic. Not even with a lid. At least it has a liner in it. Uh, that's I will give props to that. I uh, the <laughs> trash can next to the boxes is definitely has an energy. There's a lot of marble in this bathroom. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like it, it looks like if you go over to your rich friend's house, mm -hmm. whose like parents like maybe aren't that rich but want to seem rich, mm -hmm. um, and like this is the bathroom that they tell you to use so that you don't track water in the house if you just got out of the pool. Mm -hmm. Like that's the energy yeah. that this bathroom has. Yeah. Like boxes, like file boxes included. You know, I don't, I don't remember who said it, but someone said that it gives your semi-rich friends unfinished bathroom in the basement. Yeah, that's kind of what they, you know. So, um, yeah. I mean, honestly, run a scanner over these. <laughs> like one flood, and these are gone. You know? 100%. Additional file boxes were stowed in the shower behind a flimsy beige curtain from a tension rod, a plastic tension rod. So, you know, my the bathroom may have been out of order entirely. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like anybody uses it other than... Also, that's a very low toilet seat. It's almost like Trump is a very short man. Huh. Very small man. Very small man. He needs a squatty potty, though. Get those knees up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. One designer uh, out of Vancouver said that chandeliers are used to create focal points. They bring in a warm, soft aura of light. She tends to use them in foyers and dining rooms. But the one in the bathroom, it's it's over the top, she says. Yeah. They had a epidemiologist from the University of, of Oklahoma Health and Science Centers in Oklahoma City. They asked him about the implications of having an unexpected items in the bathroom in a low-hanging chandelier. Uh, you know, uh, what is this? So he asked him whether a large crystal chandelier or stacks of papers containing proof of alien life, and he didn't <laughs> immediately <laughs> hang up on me, the journalist says, which was nice. But he said, anytime you flush a toilet, fecal matter can get aerosol aerosolized and pretty much go everywhere. Distant corners, door jams, meaning that the boxes of paper are potentially covered in poo particles. So that toilet's ever been flushed. These are now shit papers. That's that's what that's the only conclusion. Well, I hope that he goes to jail. Sorry, well, not policy policy, but I do hope he goes to jail. Yeah. He was making copies of these things, which is like things that, you know, if he was 
from another country he would be in Guantanamo Bay for. So I sure hope that uh, he keeps honest with all of his campaign promises about how he wanted to put Hillary Clinton in prison for allegedly her emails. You know, (laughs) he'll get to see... He'll get to see the classified information laws that he put into action. I want to see him go to jail for the lack of hygiene in this situation, amongst other things. If we ever see a large fire uh, at Mar-a-Lago, I think we'll know what happened. Honestly. Honestly. Hey, babes. <laughs> I gotta know. What are you hoarding? Okay, I'm hoarding a show on Peacock. Called- uh, again, you love Peacock peacock give me give me sponsor me babes i i keep you going but it's called based on a true story and it is a satire of true crime but also just la people and especially west side la people i'll just i'm just it's just the story it's just the story it's sometimes frustrating what's it called sorry based on a true story so it's yes so it's a kelly quote what's her name Kelly Cuoco, yeah. Cuoco. And and then uh Chris Messina, which they cast him as the romantic lead, like her husband. It's just not for me. I never get when he's the romantic lead of something. I think he's cute. I think Does he's he like, like feel like a villain to you? N- no, he just feels like like an FBI agent that's not attractive. Okay. I, I don't know. He's like a Bobo John Ham to me. Okay. I I know I, I you know uh, 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 it's just for me. Anyway, so this couple, uh, the woman is obsessed with your crime, which is, I was like, ooh, this is a little too close. And they realize that they have a you know serial killer happening in LA and they're going to turn it into a podcast themselves. And, you know, they're hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. But it's it's very funny. <laughs> Great satire of of people who, you know, obsess over true crime and profit off of it through podcast and youtube and things like that and but it it's also just very much captures a certain la attitude and lifestyle and makes fun of those people and i saw myself in that a lot too That's so sweet. yeah uh, i mean no it, it's it's like you're you know you're the asshole <laughs> that's what it kind of was oh oops. <laughs> yeah like when i saw myself i was like oh those are the parts of myself i don't like <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, it it truly captures LA <laughs> in a great way. Very accurate. But yeah, um, I believe some someone Ebert said that it can be frustrating at times, and that's true. I agree with that. So yeah. Anyway, I would check out based on a true story on Peacock. So what are you hoarding, babe? Is it weird that I didn't? For some reason, in my heart, I thought Roger and Ebert were dead. Is one of them dead? One of them's dead. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Sorry. I'm hoarding Mad Men. <laughs> Speaking I, of John Ham. Speaking yeah, of John Ham. Like yeah. the real, the real deal, John Ham. I've seen like up to like season four, I think, before. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped. And this was like years ago, probably like not too far away from when like I think I stopped because I had binged it. And then I was waiting for a new season to come out. And I was like, I don't have time for this <laughs> because I'm in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. So I'm rewatching it now. And tell you what, I barely remember a thing. So it's like it's the first time. And thus I am hoarding it and pitching it like it's the first time. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Have you, have you heard of this, Madman? <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> One of the premier prestige television dramas of our time. Yeah. Yeah. Heard of it. 
Girl, it Speaking is of good. John Hamm, yeah, no, it's it's really good. There are a couple of moments from that show that just live rent free in my head, just just over and over. It's very good, very funny. But uh, somebody, um, I think you should leave has a new season out, and some Twitter account is just taking clips from Mad Men and putting the I think you should leave style edit on them. Oh, funny. Have you gotten to the writing loan? Riding lawnmower in the office scene yet? No, I'm still. I just finished season one. I just okay. just started season two, so I don't know what what I, I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything. But yeah, somebody, don't because I don't remember anything. Yeah, but but somebody took a. There's a riding <laughs> lawnmower inside the ad agency office, and somebody took it and did a. I think you should leave style comedy and edit to it and it's i'll send it to you once you get to that message me when you get to that scene yeah thank you yeah no Mad Men spoilers everybody Uh, (laughs) well i mean it's a documentary about the 60s for god's sake i know that this show came out almost 10 years ago or almost 20 years ago excuse me yeah it started in 2007 um it's been a long time so i know it's an old show but man it's just good i do have some beef with it but i'll get into that with what i'm throwing out okay <laughs> you're like i i don't like the way the women are portrayed <laughs> girl i'll tell you what it must be good to be a white man in that time of year or that oh time of the history they're just first of all oh, I, look i'm not smoking is so bad for you do not smoke it's don't. like literally there's too much evidence out there to prove otherwise don't smoke don't vape don't do any of it but it's awesome smoking indoors rolling into the office around 10 a.m having a scotch having one meeting yeah two hour two and a half hour power lunch with three martinis yeah maybe a little bit of work leaving the office at five smoking indoors the whole time uh my one of my relatives oh my god (laughs) one of my relatives was told to smoke during her pregnancy so that she would have a smaller baby and it would be easier on her hips the doctor uh, told her that. I mean, this is a long time ago. Not, of course. Not even in the 90s, like before that. But yeah. Yeah, they're smoking and drinking during while they're pregnant in the show. They try to like really weasel that stuff in so that you realize what time period you're in. But they're just smoking so much. And I'm just like salivating. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> like I wish I wish I could just live in that time when you didn't. But they did know. Because like the pilot is like about, you know, the lucky strike thing and how they can't say that it's safe. But like, I don't know. It just (laughs) seems lit. Seems awesome. Do you remember when we were in Barcelona and the night that we had those lavender margaritas? Yep. After we'd had like a bottle of wine, we we went to Park Gill, had a bottle of wine, then went and had three lavender margaritas. The best margarita I've ever had in my entire life. (laughs) We bought a pack of cigarettes and smoked them outside. And it was, I, I don't even know how to inhale. I'm terrible. At it. I just look like a dog, like with a cigar in its mouth. I just like puff. But it was like the most glorious feeling I've ever had. Yeah. Just Keith and Sigs outside. I mean, and by that, I mean, just like puffing on them. Because <laughs> like Europe, Europe's great. Yeah, oh, Europe's amazing. Anyway, anyway. What are you throwing out? Okay. It feels like basic manners. And it feels like I shouldn't have to say this. But not thanking people for their efforts, their work, anything, just not saying thank you is insane. I am throwing it out. I had a particular moment yesterday where I went 
above and beyond for someone in a service capacity. And I got a, oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and and, and I'm like, uh, oh, okay. That's it? No, 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 that's it? Are you, were you raised in a barn? Like, come on. That was, oh my God, my mom said that all the time growing up. Were you raised in a barn? Shut the door. Were you raised in a barn? And I'm like, basically, (laughs) we're on a barn. (laughs) I know we have like a house, but like, come on, we're kind of in a barn. So funny. That was that was like her like, remember your manners. Were you raised in a barn? Anyway, I just, sure. What are you throwing away? What are you throwing away? Well, I, I just want to agree with you. People should be appreciative of service. I mean, unless you went so above and beyond that, that oh, okay, was them like being like, okay, weirdo. Like, did you do too much? No, no, I went above and beyond the scope of my responsibility, but not, you know, I didn't take their shoes off, give them a massage and then clean their bathroom. Were you working for, were you working for a tip? I mean, it's always encourage it's kind but it's not uh-huh. mandatory or encouraged no. even. i gotcha i gotcha i gotcha. I didn't even want the money it was the thank you sure <laughs> it was the thank you that i did not receive and i thought about writing them a very frank letter but that is you know just to myself this is my letter to them is the verbal just, tip is just, just thank someone thank someone yeah. okay so i got it smallest thing you can do anyway what are you throwing away so I'm watching Mad Men on saying Freebie. thank you. That's crazy, Cass. Oh, I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching Mad Men on Freebie, which is Amazon's mm-hmm. free service <laughs> that has ads, <laughs> which I was like, well, it's so weird that this is really the only place that I can get Mad Men. Like, that's crazy. And it is unless I want to subscribe an extra eight dollars a month to AMC Plus. So I'm throwing out AMC Plus because <laughs> for real, for real, $8 a month for what, like, what do you have? What do you, it comes with Shutter and Acorn TV, which gosh, Ooh. everyone knows what those are. Shutter's the whore. Acorn is British, like British shows. Babe, come on. No one knows what those are. You made that up. I, you're, you know, I'm being paid by Peacock, so I, I just make up stuff about other streaming services. I'm a it's disinformation true. agent for this. <laughs> okay. Mad Men, great. Fear of the Walking Dead, ugh, okay, fine. You know, but I feel like I should be able to watch that on Netflix or something. Kevin can fuck himself. Just put it on Hulu, for fuck's sake. You know, what are you doing? Well, don't, mm-hmm. Do you want people to watch your stuff or not? Because you're not, this isn't the days of Breaking Bad. If this, if it was the days of Breaking Bad or Mad Men when they like came out or mm-hmm. was Sons of Anarchy on AMC or uh, FX? Oh yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, it's the Mayans because yeah, Kenny was... Curry loves Sons of Anarchy and Mayans. <laughs> I just remember that Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad were on at the same time because I remember I was like a Sons of Anarchy kind of gal. And then there was other people who watched Breaking Bad. And they're like, you might want to watch both because like, no offense, but Breaking Bad or but Sons of Anarchy is very predictable and Breaking Bad is not. And I was like, OK, like <laughs> whatever. And then they were like way right about that. But <laughs> if, those, if this was the days of when that was on, have AMC Plus. But like mm-hmm. you don't have shit right now okay (laughs) you're just holding you're holding other old things hostage and this is what peacock kind of seemed like it was going to do with like the office and friends but then you're like oh damn they're partnered with universal there's actually like quite a lot that they can offer and they're making a lot of new content what are you doing amc eight dollars a month go back to the table 
come up with some new stuff and then come and ask me for $8 a month. Fucking Apple TV Plus isn't even that expensive. And mm-hmm. they've got great shows. So, mm-hmm. you know, just just some notes. I'm throwing away Apple TV Plus because I'm not enjoying watching Mad Men with ads. I'm really not. Like I might get a free seven day trial of the AMC plus once I get to the later seasons and just try to binge as fast as I can. But like <laughs> I just I feel like I'm in a position that I don't deserve to be in because I pay for a lot of different streaming services and I I'm not gonna add on one more just for this. Yeah. I, you're, I get it. You're crazy. It's fair. That's I mean AMC you have to offer more, but I'll say about Peacock, they have original programming, they have documentaries, they even have extended cuts of the Real Housewives episodes the next day or Vanderpump Rules the next day where it gives, you know, non-aired episodes or or, or non-aired segments from the episode. So let's say, you know, your TV version's a 44, you know, an hour long is a 44 minute of, of actual content on, on Peacock the next day, you might get like 52 minutes of cut scenes. So just saying, step up your pussy, AMC+. Plus. Peacock's got your goat. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, Cass, where can they find you? You can find me on, I guess, try my Instagram at Cass Cardiness. And, but you have to request me and you have to message me and let me know I'm a trashy, trashy listener or I'm not going to like approve you. So I don't, I don't know if that is like even a great place to find me, but that is, <laughs> that is definitely a place to find me. You're also welcome to, uh, I think that there's a couple places where this is streaming. Why don't you go and watch the Olivia Munn starred, starring movie Violet? I'm in that. You can find Ooh, me there. Absolutely. On, came out a couple years ago. <laughs> She's great in it though. What streaming yeah. service is it on? Bitch, I don't know. If you, if I find out if I'm Googling this and it's on AMC Plus, I'm gonna scream. Okay, you can get it. Uh <laughs> the irony. You, you can watch it on Paramount Plus. Sounds great. <laughs> it's 5.9 out of 10 from IMDB, but Rotten Tomatoes gave it 82%. And Rotten Tomatoes gave Mad Men about 97%. So it's pretty close. There it's almost just as good. <laughs> yeah. Where can the people find you? At Iconic Erica Curry on Instagram and TikTok. You can find this podcast at Trashy Trashy Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. That's our handle, Trashy Trashy Pod. You can always find us at our website, which is www.trashytrashypodcast.com. That has links out to all of our social media and any platform that you could listen to us. It also has a link to our merch store. That's trashytrashypodcast.threadless.com. Daddy, you know what? You know, this comes out on Monday. Get that a, a shirt, but for Father's Day yesterday. And, you know, g- give give one to the trash daddy in your life. You can also sign up to support this podcast. Help us with hosting fees on anchor.fm slash trashy trashy slash support. All of these links will always be in our show notes. And the most way you can support us is by leaving a five-star review in the store of Spotify or the Apple podcast or telling a friend. That is the way that we spread the most. We appreciate you all for listening. And, you know, we're we're happy to be your number one source for trashy news. Hey, Cass. What's going on, girl? Stay garbage. You stay garbage, girl. I will. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, but like Peacock is like really good documentaries. And like sometimes they're actually kind of bad. Like they paid Casey Anthony, but like, you know. Erica, please. We get it.